0: First Timothy 2 1. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Amen. I want to speak to you for a few minutes on my subject is first of all, intercession. First of all, intercession. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Intercession is the act of using. Your influence to make someone in authority forgive someone else or save them from punishment. Intercession begins with prayer. We, we, we all know today that we, can, we can't intercede if we don't start with prayer. That's how we come into the presence of the Lord. Intercession is going beyond the holy place. But rather going into the holy of holies. We pass the veil that was thrown in the temple of Jerusalem. We all really find ourselves with that, the tremendous need to become. To learn to be intercessors before the presence of the Lord. Intercession is driven by compassion. Amen. It is driven by the knowledge of someone's desperate need or situation. We have so many instances in the Bible where we can learn about Different people that interceded before the Lord for different situations. And I want to touch on a a couple of those. We have Abraham in the Old Testament. Abraham became became an intercessor. Amen. The destruction was upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And nothing was stopping God from destroying them because of their wickedness. And God did. But not until Abraham stood in the gap between heaven and hell. And he interceded for these cities. Not only because his nephew Lot lived there. But because he sincerely believed that God's mercy was the only way these wicked people from these wicked cities could be saved. Can you believe that today? Amen. Praise God. That's the reason Abraham interceded in the way he did. In Genesis 18.23. Abraham dared to ask God this challenging question. He said, then Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Moses knew there was a, there is a difference between the wicked and the righteous. So he starts in a conversation with God. And I believe that is prayer. We start talking to God. That's how we start prayer. That's what we know that prayer is. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is having a conversation with him. But he doesn't stay there. He goes to the next level. He starts presenting the need that this city had and these people had. He presented it to the Lord. He knows God is merciful and that God knows How many righteous people are in these cities? He also knows that the answer will come from God. So he's not willing to just ask God the ifs. But he went on to become an intercessor. Amen. We must not be content with knowing that our world is wicked. Amen. That there is just a certain number of people who are righteous. And you and I by the by the Holy Ghost and by the grace of God we can say today we're righteous people before the presence of God but we must not be content with that only we need to remember there is a lost and dying world out there that we need to intercede for them amen amen praise the name of the Lord and then God God does some things that, I mean, Abraham does some things that we need to learn from today. Amen. Uh, So, there is a certain number of people who are righteous. And that's the thing, that he, he was not content with that thought. So, he stopped short in asking, asking God what he needed to ask. We need to understand something. We we must intercede saying, God, we thank you for more than 5 million apostolic Pentecostal baptized in your name. And full of the Holy Ghost, but there are still seven billion out there that are still lost, and we need to reach and we need to cry out to God, and we need to intercede, we need to pray and ask God that He can save these people because we're not the only ones that need to be saved, but we know there is a world that needs the Lord tonight. Amen. So Genesis 8:22 through 24. Abraham starts this conversation with the Lord. And the Bible said in verse 22, The man turned away and went towards Sodom. But Abraham remained standing before the Lord. He had a mission. He had a mission, and he wanted God to know that he was concerned about these cities, that they were wicked, they were evil, but there was people in those cities. And we know, my brothers and sisters tonight, we know we live in a wicked world, but we also know there are souls there that need Jesus today. And we need, we the church, we need to start interceding for these people And asking God to be merciful with them. Verse 23. Then Abraham approached him and said. Will you sweep away the righteous from the wicked? In other words. Are you going to just put them all together. And destroy them all. If there are a number that can be righteous in that city. And on verse 24 he goes on to say. "What? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Amen. Let me say this tonight. God would have spared the city even if only 10 righteous people lived there. God is a merciful God. Hallelujah. And yes, he knows how deep we were in sin. But even like that, he reached down. Amen. He reached down and he pulled us up. And he made us a new creature. He forgave our sins. Amen. He filled us with the Holy Ghost. And now we are a new creation. Not because of our own, but because of the mercy of a mighty God. Amen. So when I think about that God would have spared the city for only 10 righteous people, how many will it take to spare America with 300 million people in the same proportion? Amen. We know the story. Abraham continued interceding, pleading, dealing with God until he went down to 10. So here we have Abraham making a deal with God, just pleading with God, just asking God, what about if there is fewer people? And I believe Abraham could not continue interceding because the Bible says the angel left. Lot and his wife and two daughters were the only people God found righteous in these two cities. Genesis 18, 27, in verse 32, from 27 to 32, then Abraham spoke, spoke up again, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust, dust and ashes. Verse 28, Why if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find... 45 there, the Lord said, I will not destroy it. I believe God is committed with us. Not to destroy this world. If we just intercede, if we just pray to God and we believe that God can save them. God can, I I know, I know that we may not be able to reach everybody, but we need to reach some. We need to reach whoever we can. We need to intercede and we need to ask God to help us. Amen. Praise God. Verse 30. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. What a God. What a God. That when you come with your needs, and when you come with your request, and and your intercession, hallelujah, we can hear God. I, I, I might take a little long to do what you're asking me to do, but I will do, hallelujah, because my will is for people to be saved. My will is for no one to go to hell, but I want everybody to be saved. That's the kind of God we serve tonight. That's why we're here today. We're thankful And we know God can hear our intercessions. Amen. Praise God. Verse 31. Abraham said, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? Oh, and then again, God says, For the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Uh, You and I, you know, what's going on here God is God is listening to Abraham as Abraham is is pleading to him is is interceding you know Abraham has a burden for these cities that he he doesn't even know but yes he does have some relatives there but that's not really the case. That's not really the reason he was interceding. It's just because God, Abraham wanted these people to have a chance to be saved. Abraham wanted these people to know there is a God that is a merciful God. And he's willing to save if we can humble ourselves before the Lord. I will not destroy the city if there are 20 righteous people in them. Verse 32, then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. Oh, hallelujah. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And when the Lord finished, Speaking with Abraham, verse 33, he left and Abraham returned home. We see desperation in the intercession of the life of Abraham. When do we stop interceding? Why do we stop interceding? What would stop us from interceding? Amen. Intercession is a Holy Ghost ministry. We all need to get engaged in even more. Amen. Our intercessions will never be enough for a lost and dying world. There are many reasons why we must intercede. But above all, we intercede for the salvation of souls. We ask God to have mercy. I just remember where I came from. I remember what I used to be. I remember I didn't have a chance nobody gave a dime a dime for me Nobody gave a penny for me, but God saw me, amen, and he had mercy on me, amen. Oh, praise the name of Jesus, hallelujah. See, I, I, I wasn't always dressed up in a suit, and I wasn't always a Christian. I wasn't always a preacher. I was a lost soul. I was a miserable soul, but God had mercy on me because somebody was interceding for me. Somebody had a burden for me. Amen. And our, our intercession is a powerful weapon to fight the battle against sin and the world. We intercede in submission to the Holy Ghost in such a way that our flesh must not be in control of what we travail for. Amen. So I see Abraham. And and of course, he, he interceded. And that God had to do what he had to do. Even though Lot and his family, they were saved. They were taken out of the city. I don't know what Abraham thought. Wow, there's no ten righteous people in this city. I don't know if he found himself saying, well, What do I do now? Do I go down to eight? Do I go down to five? So, that's submission mission that we do unto the Holy Ghost. It needs to be in such a way that our flesh must not control those things for what we travail for. So, flesh cannot get on the way. We need to believe that when we travail in intercession, God hears that intercession. That God, God's ear is open. God's eyes are open to pay attention to what we are crying. And so Abraham, he was desperate. He knew he needed to intercede even more. And God was ready to hear and ready to help these people. Hannah is another person in the Bible. In 1 1 Samuel 1, verse 6, we read... Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb. Her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. Have you ever had someone like that in your life? Amen. So we, here we have Hannah. With a difficult situation. And with her enemy that provoked her every day. There were always... Be a motivator to launch us into spiritual battle. Always. We're always going to have something. Not everything is beautiful every day. Not everything is victory every day. We're going to face some adversities. We're going to face some difficult things in our lives. Maybe on a daily basis. But that's when we need to understand that God is ready to help us. That God is ready to hear us. Amen. If you struggle with attitudes and behaviors from people that you dearly love, you and I must take that to our knees and pray and intercede until the Holy Ghost gets a hold of us. Until we can enter in not only the holy place, but into the holy of holies. And touch the throne of God and touch the, the hand of God to move. First Samuel 1.7 again says, this went on year after year. Beloved, this is a long time. A year after year. What went on? That her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. Whenever Hannah went up, To the house of the Lord. Her rival provoked her. Till she wept. And will not eat. That's a serious situation right there. Year after year. Did you see that? All this bullying stuff happened in the house of God. So Hannah's Hannah's natural reaction was. To get weary. To get tired. Anxious depressed, annoyed, angry, but none of these gave her the victory. So when we go through these, we need to understand we can feed the enemy by paying too much attention to the way they're trying to treat us. Or we can go to our knees and pray. Or we can go to our knees and travail. Or we can go to our knees and take it to God and say, God, you got to take control in this. Until she decided to do the right thing. What did she decide to do? To intercede. Intercede. Until the next verses happened. Verse 9. 1 Samuel 1.9. Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Hannah stood up. (laughs) Hallelujah. I like that. Hannah stood up. We, 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 we cannot always stand bent down, listening and following the enemy's direction. But there is a moment where we need to stand up. There is a moment where we need to fight. But we need to fight in the spirit. We need to fight on our needs. We need to fight with intercession. Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. Hallelujah. We've got to get tired of the same old, same old. Hannah said, enough is enough. Devil, enough is enough. Because we can fix spiritual problems with carnal weapons. First Samuel verses, um, chapter 1 verse 10. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord. Weeping bitterly. I see intercession in this picture. I see more than a lukewarm prayer. I see spiritual battle in this woman. I see intercession. Amen. Because we need to understand that when we go into intercession, it's more than a prayer. It's more than just talking to God. But it's going deeper and deeper. Not only getting getting to the holy place, but getting beyond the holy place. Be, getting to the holy of holies. Amen. First Samuel 13 Hannah was praying in her heart. And her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. That's intercession. And the Bible says that Eli thought she was drunk because he couldn't understand what she was saying oh and don't you love it i'm saying don't you love it when when you get in your prayer place in your prayer in your prayer closet whatever you pray amen and you start with a conversation with god amen and you you make your way in but suddenly there's a shift in the atmosphere Suddenly something happens. Suddenly it's not just talking to God. It's not just praying with dry eyes and a dry face. But suddenly there is a shift in the spirit. And you start feeling that you're touching God in a mighty way. You start feeling that, now I have God's attention. Amen. I can continue on and on and on. And you just enjoy being in the presence of God when you are drunk in the spirit. Because the man of God thought that she was drunk, he couldn't understand. Her lips were moving, but but there, there were no words coming out of her mouth, her mouth. She went into war, into the war room, and took care of business with her most powerful weapon: intercession. And I know, I've witnessed in this church, there is powerful people. That know how to intercede before the Lord. What an awesome story. What a witness to the power of intercession in the life of Hannah. Nothing will stop in the way. Or stand I'm sorry in the way of a mighty warrior. When we have the whole armor of God to fight our battles. Hannah fought. She fought with her intercession. And I, 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 I've had some rivals, yes, even within the people of God. Yes, from the same house. I mean, the same spiritual house. And not everybody likes you. Not, nobody, not everybody thinks like you do. Not everybody speaks the same way you do. Amen. Just like Hannah did. I have had some. Some adversaries, but I've also learned to leave it to God and go to my prayer closet, fight on my knees until I get the victory. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, the Bible goes on to tell us that the Spirit also intercedes for us. In Romans 8.26 Bible says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. That makes me, kind of makes me think of Hannah. That's what she was doing. She was, she was praying, but she was doing more than prayer. She was, she was deep. She was deep into the presence of God. She she was saying, God, I I want a baby. God, I want a baby. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I want a baby. Amen. I don't know what's going to happen, but I want a baby. First of all, intercession. We need to learn and we need to ask God to help us tonight. You know, to, to, to become intercessions for this world that is dying and is going to hell. Intercession is beyond prayer. It's more than a conversation with God. It's a conversation with God, but with pain, with anguish. It is with wordless groans. It's like when we make a deep, inarticulate sound in response to pain or despair or despair. That's what a groan is. It's a deep, long sound showing great pain. Or unhappiness. Or even anguish. We pray with anguish. We're not content to just praying. To just talking. I remember when I. When we were starting the first church. In a small town in Texas. Liberty, Texas. 8,000 people was the population. Whoever had a job. Had a job for more than 20 years. And they were planning on keeping it. There was no job. And I remember that living in Liberty, I found a job in Houston. I had to drive an hour. One way, an hour, another way. And we were starting the church. And I remember that I would have to go at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And come back at 5.30, 6 o'clock p.m. When I got home, I got so tired. I was so tired. I was, I was just ready to, bed. to go to bed. That's what I was ready for. Sometimes I didn't even eat dinner. Because I was so tired. But, but I, I I, needed to go to church. I, I mean, I was the pastor. And sometimes I, I would go to prayer, prayer night. And I remember... Coming to the platform. Right there on the steps. Falling on my knees. And falling asleep. More than once. Shame on me. But it happened. But I tell you what. When you go into inner session. When you go into that different realm. When you go into that different level. Amen. It's just that praying. It's just more than talking. It's just more. It gets your attention. Something starts happening within you when that happens. Amen. In Romans 8, 27, the word of the Lord says, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Because... The Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I love this scripture. I love this verse because sometimes we don't even know what to do with different situations. Sometimes we don't know what's going on in the spiritual world. Sometimes we don't realize the, the different attacks that are coming our ways. But I thank God we have an intercessor. I thank God that the spirit has a mind. The spirit has a mind of his own. Spirit of God dwells in us. Spirit of God searches us. The spirit knows everything about us. Sometimes we ask for things that are not God's will for our lives. So God says no. And if we don't understand We continue praying for the same thing out of context, out of the will of God. But the scripture says the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. I want the will of God for my life, I want the will of God for my family, I want the will of God for our church. I want the will of God for our church. Which means if it's not God's will, he will not give us what we're asking for. But I thank God we have an intercessor. I thank God he hasn't paid us according to our transgressions. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. So today while I try to convey this teaching the lord lady my heart i just i just wish that you would understand what i'm trying to say that yes we may not be the best intercessors in the in life but we need to learn to be intercessors we need to learn how to come to the presence of god and we need to learn we need to learn to dif- differentiate when we just pray and when we go into intercession you and i first of all, must intercede. Amen. Romans 8, 26 again. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The Spirit intercedes through us so that we Can intercede for the lost. We're going to reach the lost. With our intercession. We're going to heal the hurting and the wounded. With our intercession. We're going to restore the falling. We're going to reconcile the lost sheep. How are we going to do this? I must admit today. While I'm starting to close. Not everyone is an intercessor. But we all must become intercessors. We must grow from being a praying people to being an interceding people. We must understand. I love it when God's spirit is moving in the house of God. And there is a need for intercessors in that moment. Because there is a spiritual battle going on. Someone is fighting a battle we may not know. And the Spirit of God just enters the place. And he starts looking for intercessors. Somebody that knows how to touch God. Somebody that knows how to reach to God. Amen. We must grow from being a praying people to being an interceding people. The harvest God has given Atlanta West is due to intercessors. People. People we are not willing to take a no for an answer. People that have walked with God for years after years. And have fought the battle. And these battles have been won. Not only with prayer. But have been won with intercession. Amen. That brings us back to our scripture. 1 Timothy 2.1 I urge then. First of all. That petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be be made for all people. I, I, I hear an urgency coming from the heart of God saying, first of all, intercession. And thanksgiving be made for all people.